A word before we jump in, this podcast is uncensored and full of spoilers. Consider yourself warned. Amazing. Amazing. Hi, Gemstones, and welcome to another episode of Takes All Over the Place. I'm Woo! Nick, and I will surreptitiously Google a topic and then pretend that I am an expert on it, quizzing others along the way. It's a true treat. And I'm joined by Julie. Hello. She has watched every single episode of <laughs> SVU and is prepared to murder you and get away with it. Junk, junk. And Hi, of course. We're, of course, we're joined by our delightful Emma as well. She is the cohesive glue that holds us all together. Um, Julie uses it to keep her bodies together while she... No, don't worry about that. We'll just cut it off after that. <laughs> it's fine. It was so good. So good. Uh, You know, it just got too dark. All right, Julie, what are we talking about this week? Well, spoiler alert, we talked all about Never Have I Ever, like every episode from the first to the last, everything that happened in between. Never have I ever been able to talk about a show without immediately spoiling it for everyone. <laughs> what else do we talk about, Nick? Drag Race, as per usual, there's just a plethora of drag content that we've been feasting upon from the traditional Drag Race to Celebrity Drag Race to you've been watching what? We're here. I don't think we had any other specific topics, but we had lots of takes and lots of tangents. If we just do we even need a topic ever? Anyway, we're glad you joined us for a, another episode. We hope you're staying safe and sane, and we hope you enjoy the podcast. I hope you're staying safe and sane, not just safe and sane, but safe and sane. Let's safe and sane. Aiden Zane. Aiden Zane. We hope that you're Are staying you Aiden Zane. I hope you're staying Aiden Zane. Just stay insane. All right, yay. So you watched uh, Never Have I Ever, which I did also. So good. It was so, so good. good. Uh, so sweet. Just what you need in the pandy. It was like, oh my God. It was like getting a handy in the pandy. Just like pure explosion <laughs> of joy. I don't know if a teenage Fresh. trauma should be like a handy in the pandy for us, but. What's more teenage than giving yourself a handy? Yep. <laughs> Once again, I'm just unrelatable. I'm just a little, little old raisin sitting over here doing the best I can. So, I so she was adorable. It. Tell me about it. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll start. It's about this girl. It's really a story about grief, about a journey of grief from this very sweet Indian girl named Davy, and just sort of how that takes shape, but it's not really in the forefront, but she's having problems with her friends. She decides she's going to have sex with this super hot guy, Paxton Hall. Yoshida. It's a good name. Oh my God. Well, um, and so she just goes on on these adventures and it's a coming of age. It's sort of, uh, very sweet. I think her, her late father was the hot one really, but it's a great, very sweet story. (laughs) It's super diverse. It's super now John McEnroe. I told you last week is the surprise, um, narrator until one episode when it's Andy Sandberg. It's so fun. (laughs) What did you think, Nick? That's sort of a rundown of what we're doing, but what did you think of the people and everything? The entirety was just so joyful, even when it was sad. It had just the amount of emotional punch, because typically, anytime someone has emotions, I just dissociate a little bit. I'm like, oh, scary. I don't want to engage, because it's like, I'm afraid this might awaken something in me, and that's humanity. And I'm like, ah, tricky. So... 
I, but it was just the appropriate amount. The John McEnroe thing was super fun. It was very cool to say him, hear him saying lines like, and then she came out to the robot, but had to come out to her family, which will make sense <laughs> later. And just tackle all these things. And like we were talking about last week, or you or Julie, he's just so game to yeah. handle all these things. And it's super fun. And I love the tennis connection. It's the only tennis that I have in the core, um, except for my extensive rewatching of all of Kim Clayster's best matches. There are so many. Um, but I watched the, her entire career all over. Who would you have gone for at the end? Who, what team are you on? Are you on Team Paxson or Team Ben, Brian, whatever his name was? <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's like, well, the fact that you don't ago, even... So I've seen a lot of people die since then, so I've forgotten a lot. I should have... <laughs> Who have you seen die? Oh, SVU. God, I'm almost a detective, you guys. I'm going to get my gold shield any day now. You know on Grey's Anatomy where they're like, see one, do one, teach one? I feel like that about murder now. I'm like, well, did you someone get killed? Call me. I got it. Go ahead. Anyway, back to you. Well, that's a very exciting resource uh, to have during any time, but especially during a pandemic. Ben. His name was Ben, not Brian. Sorry. It's fine. I was just going to call him. I mean, the fact that you didn't know his name pretty much proves which side you're on. No, um, I'm on the dad side. I'm a geezer. I thought the dad was the hottest person and age appropriate for me. Okay. Well, I thought the question was, who do you want Davy to end up with? And I don't no, want to I end up with her dead you dad. Were on personally. I just asked him what team you were on perfectly. No, when um, it comes to like, who's the most attractive, dead yes. dad, a hundred percent. What was right. his name? Mohan? What? So hot. Mohan? Yes. Or dad. I think that's good. <laughs> Mohan. Well, I was going to try to make Mohan into something like sexy. Like, you want to get you... Mohan him? Yeah, Mohan. Yeah, I want to mow his Han. Oh my God. Then Nisi Nas shows up as a bizarre therapist. It's so cute. That, and then, Did you think so? I thought that was part of those kind of nonsensical. Go ahead. Sorry. You're right in the middle. Um, no, I like, I like Nisi Nas. I, Reno 911 is like this weirdly hysterical. Like, I've always, I maybe have only caught the good episodes because I've only ever seen like seven or eight, but God, every time it's just like hysterical, laugh out loud, funny. Um, and Niecy Nash is in that. So it's always such a treat when she shows up. So I enjoyed it. Um, and I liked the therapy. I like therapists who like have no nonsense for your bullshit. Cause like, what was that like? You just did an office look into the camera with a full eye No, just eye roll. because she, like, shows up to the one therapy appointment, she's still at the office, but now she's in her hot, slinky, like, sparkly dress that made no sense. I just didn't. Well, it, it's still a teen comedy drama with, like, a dead Indian dad. Typical trope, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so there are some I've seen predictable it a thousand times. How so many well times? Week, How many times? <laughs> you're playing the harp and then your dad's dead. Like, come on. Every single show. But I mean, there were, there were some moments that were like predictable and it was weird. And I don't know the fact that she just went up to Paxson and was like, Hey, let's bone. And he was like, okay, Sounds I guess good. it's believable. Cause he's like a teenage dude and she's an attractive woman. So I don't know. That moment was just like, is that how easy it was? You just have to like speak your truth. Is I mean, the, it might did be. the secret have it right? <laughs> was that real? I just have to will it into action. She didn't just will it. She just walked up and said, stick it in me. And he's like, sounds good. But she but. willed herself to say that. We all have thoughts, but very infrequently do we communicate those to Paxton fucking Hall Yoshida, the hottest boy in school. So it's, I, I just feel like it's really thoughtful and really sweet. And you're sort of rooting for everyone. And she makes a lot of mistakes. 
where you think, okay, here's a chance where you get to choose between this boy who means nothing. You know, he's, he's not a real tangible person in your life and then your two best friends and you're like, go with your friends. But in real life, you're like, oh, I'm going over to Paxton's. Like, I, I'm, I mean, I know, <laughs> I know we've been friends since birth, but like, you'll probably get over it. I mean, I, I mean he called, yeah. so I got it. She doesn't even know why. Yeah. She's just like, well, I'm going. And they're like, I was, we're yeah. done with you. And I'm like, yeah, I, I get it. It was so, re- I mean, so many spoilers, sorry, but it is so relatable and so sweet because it doesn't, because in real life, most of the time, if you're a social outcast and you're on the fringe and you have an opportunity to leapfrog your friends for higher social clout in high school, what are you going to do? You're going to abandon those motherfuckers. So we did skip in the first episode. Davy comes to school and says, all right, we're going to change our social status this year. So her father had died the year before and she had what we'll call hysterical paralysis. And so she ended up in a wheelchair for three months and couldn't move her legs. Yeah. Um, and so one day, because of a hot guy in the ocean, was it Paxton? She ends up standing up just to see if he's, because he's got out of sight. In an ocean of cars, he was in a parking lot. <laughs> was it not at the beach? <laughs> no, they were in a parking lot at like a Kroger. I drink a lot of tea. Um, anyway, <laughs> my memory was naked at the beach. She's anyway. fucking zazzled on that camo. Yeah. So she stands up and anyway, she starts off the school year and says, we are going to do this right. Here are the guys you're going to date. I'm going to date this guy. And they're like, well, he's um, gay. She's like, well, he's not out yet. And I'm happy to be his beard. And he's got better social standing than I do. And we're just going to make this happen. So she comes in with a plan, like how to fix their lives. And of course her two friends are like, okay, whatever. But like, we're fine the way we are. Yeah. It's very sweet. I hope there's a second season. I really fell in love with everyone. I, I did talk to an actual teenager who said it was super cringeworthy. Like there were so many cringeworthy moments. Really? <laughs> ah, whatever. I mean, I feel like teen shows aren't actually made for teens anymore. They're made for like 30 and above, which is why we've all enjoyed it immensely. Well, the amount of swearing and other things going on, you're just like, wow, is this for teens? Do teens talk like this? I mean, I guess they do, but yeah, teens. Absolutely. And like, she says dramatic- like F you to her mom and stuff. I mean, yeah. Her traditional Indian mother. I, well, yeah, I don't know what it's like growing up in a traditional Indian household, but I, I mean, people, you. people are monsters. Like children are monsters and teenagers with all the hormones. Ridiculous. I will say though, that logically, which is like fucked up, the obvious choice was like, okay, well you should abandon your friends and seek this opportunity. But then I was so, I don't even if I was held back by like some moral code or some like lingering Catholicism guilt that was still hanging on or what. But whenever I had those moments, I would always be like, you need to stay with your friends. You need to stay with your friends. Even if you don't yes. like your friends, you need to stay with them. So I've she never had them. like up- her friends. She was being super <laughs> selfish. She yeah. was, it's all under the blanket of grief, but her behavior was really bad to her friends. They were going through a ton. It was shitty. She was nowhere to be found. She's like, my, my, I have the worst shit of all of us. I have the worst shit. I have the big, I know. And it's like the biggest shit. And even I, who I would say like objectively, granted I'm next to like two fucking mother Teresa's, but I would say that I'm the most selfish of the group. And even I, (laughs) it's like an obvious choice of like you stick with the friends who have been there versus like some fleeting affair. Although I would hold resentment towards my friends and be like, you're the reason I didn't get to hook up with that hot guy. It's because of you, because I had to carry your drunk ass home. So you didn't get molested. Okay. At the very least she could have sent a text like, Hey Paxton, can I, can I come in a half hour? Also, that's the thing. I was like, 
Play this logically. You, their friend's already there. You have to go to a second location. That comes later. Be like, yeah, I'm on my way. Make up an excuse for like 30 minutes. Comfort your friend. Be like, I'm so sorry. Lie and say I have to go home to my mom, family stuff, dead dad. Pull that card out at the appropriate time. Then go to Paxson. Then have your fun time. Then have like the super endearing moment where you ingratiate yourself to the sister with special needs, further cementing your place in his heart, and then you win, 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 as long as no one finds out that you're a lying sociopath. <laughs> I 100% agree with that, but you and I both know that we would have been like, I, I got to go see Paxton. I can't. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean... Uh, I think truth be told, I'm more of an Eleanor, so I'm the one like whining and my friend has left me for yet <laughs> someone else, and I'm just like, me, he's me. Remember those 847 times I was there for you and now I need you this one. Okay, you're busy. All right, that's fine. <laughs> I'm, more, I'm more of an Eleanor or the other chick whose name I can't think of because brain fart. Well, I Remember mean, her name? You just watched it this morning. Yeah, I watched it from like 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. Uh, oh, Fabiola. How can I forget Fabiola, that? Fabiola, so sweet. Um, no, I'm definitely the the gay kid who tries to insert himself into every moment. <laughs> She reminded me of that redhead from Recess, that super geeky one. Or she reminded me of the teacher from Recess that was like, hey, let's learn about how white people fucked everything up. And it was just like, yes, clean. Yeah, no, I was 100% yes. the gay kid. Because like, okay, so, so when Fabiola comes out at the party accidentally, and then the gay kid who's like super flagrantly gay but still trying to pretend he's straight, all, like grabs her hand and is like, we're gay, I'm part of this. And it's like... I Everyone goes, yeah, yeah, so we know, yeah, 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 obviously. <laughs> but it's just like a moment involving someone else that's garnering them massive amounts of attention. We're here and we're queer. <laughs> well, even he just wanted that moment also, and they were all like, yeah, we know, like, you're super gay, dude. Nobody it doesn't matter. Gay. Yeah. It's like my family. So one of my cousins, um, her mom, my aunt, was getting a divorce. And it was like the first divorce in the family. And it wasn't public knowledge yet. And they were discussing it. And what they thought was a quiet corner of our Christmas celebration with all this extended Catholicism. And then um, one of the younger cousins picked up and was like, wait. What do you what do you mean? They're moving out? Like what's happening? And I was like, oh, I gotta fix this. How I'm gonna fix this by making it about myself. So then I just pivoted to the entire room and I was like, does everyone know that I'm gay? And then <laughs> that's how I came out to my family. And a moment of self-sacrifice where I turned a moment that was dramatic for someone else and made it dramatic for me. You are a gift from the universe, Nick. <laughs> you know, that's how I feel. You are a gift. How far we've come from just this morning when I was lying basically comatose in a wave of sadness listening to Lana Del Rey's Happiness is a Butterfly over and over. And now I'm like, wow, no, I am amazing and life is worth it. As before, it was like, happiness is a butterfly. Try to catch it like every night. <laughs> but sometimes you can't catch it. Sometimes you can't. And now I'm just like, what up, bitches? So... The journeys we go on together. I know. We just have to get out of bed because I got, woke up really early and then I fell back asleep and I had to work in a restaurant in my nightmare that I'd never been there before. And I couldn't yeah. find it where, where the food was and I didn't know the menu and everyone's yelling at me and I had to work there for like an hour this morning. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's my stress nightmare is to always be in a restaurant, sometimes clothed, never knowing the menu or where anything is and people are just mad at me. Oh, yeah. Such a terrible one. 
That makes so much sense for you, though. <laughs> I know. I spent years and years and years in the service industry, and I like to live a life of service because I'm also a gift from the universe. So. <laughs> You are a gift from the universe. My we gosh. all are. Even Ted well, yeah, Bundy and all the murderers on SVU. Because <laughs> we're all, Jesus. I thought, like I thought you were going to do like because we're all carbon and the universe is mostly carbon, but then you went in a very weird direction. I'm telling you, I got to get off the SVU train like now. I've gone from zero to seven seasons. That is Jeez. hundreds of murders and deaths and things. There's it's, thousands more. I think there's 400 and some total. I don't know that either of you understand thousands. what math is. <laughs> Is seven seasons seven well, times twenty two. Yeah. That. Okay. So like four hundred fifty four. So like the one point five. <laughs> damn it, Rain Man. Dustin, we've got Dustin Hoffman on the podcast today. That. I don't think either of you understand that. Well, I don't understand that either. There's one murder per episode, and sometimes there's twenty murders an episode. So I could be up to five hundred murders by now. <laughs> Granted, I fell asleep with my window open the other day. I was like. Oh, <laughs> I live on the first floor. I had the like street side living room window <gasps> open. That's yeah. right, Frank. I passed out on the couch. So I woke up. I was like, ah, it was like six thirty. It was still light out, but I was still like, oh my god, I'm never opening that window again. Never. Sorry, that's uh, <laughs> that was a long Julie story. But there you go. No, that was like. No, the, every time you're talking, I'm like, wow, this must be like the moment that all the podcasters are like, finally, <laughs> we get to hear from Julie. So I would give um, Never Have I Ever like 90 gemstones. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I will watch it again. I've already forgotten more than I remember. So it's definitely intense. I think it is a more realistic portrayal of grief if you look at it, you know, mm-hmm. for what's really yeah. going on. She really can't deal with her dad's death. Plus, they made her play the harp. Which is traumatic for anyone. <laughs> so. Did you play the harp? <laughs> no, but you're just, I mean, it, it's not portable in any way, shape, or form. You can't, like, practice. I just don't, why would you make someone play the harp? Yeah. Except to get into a good school. <laughs> I just feel like it's mean. Mistakes all over the place. I don't harps think that's are enough. bullshit. Harps. Part of the reason to play an instrument is to be a part of community, right? Like, so you can play guitar at a party or a piano or be in a band. Anyway, here's Wonderwall. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm going to go over to the senior center that has one and play this over there. I just don't. Why would you have a harp? No, I feel like it's a way to <laughs> you show off. be that quirky angel girl. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's to get her into college. Probably. Circling back beefly to people who feel they need to play instruments, which apparently I'm against now. I find that most of the time, in my experience, if you have a portable instrument that you play, because I grew up playing piano, as did Emma, and we were excellent we, it's like if you play a portable instrument, it just feels like you want to show off at parties. Like the dude, and this is like an actual dude that I know who always shows up at parties with bongos. And it's just like, I'm going to play, you know, the type skinny, wiry, white dude with like pseudo dreads. That's just like, man, I really, I'm just vibing right now. And it's like, okay, we get it. You did Some acid, sort of- you did mushrooms. I did one hit of weed and I'm in the same place somehow. So like, I get it. <laughs> I feel the energies too. The wallpaper's going crazy. There's no wallpaper. You're outside. Oh my God. Call an ambulance. Like we've been there. Yes, but no one's ever impressed with his bongos. And as a person who played the piano and the flute, I never played either of them at a party to impress anyone. Can you imagine whipping out your flute? (laughs) 
You said anyone with a portable instrument. Lizzo is making the flute cool, just so you know. She is. She, she is. absolutely is. When now, she's twerking with the flute, that is a very cool moment. On the flute and the piano, I can play both, on both instruments, the theme from Chariots of Fire, <laughs> the theme from Ice Castles, oh my and God. that is all. <laughs> I would literally sit at home. Please don't let this feeling end. I never learned to read music, so I just memorized it by feel, you know. So I've got my yeah. same like four songs that I knew back then. But. Yeah. Oh, and Amazing. the theme from Mash because that's pretty easy. And all those songs are translatable to the recorder. So I'm gonna go with three. Instruments. Yeah, but <laughs> I was like, I can. That's true. You show up to a party with a recorder. Like, oh my god! <laughs> Does someone like want to hear sleeves. hot cross buns? <laughs> anyway, this is a little sidebar. A little sidebar. A little get to know me moment. Get to know me with Julie Sunderland and her ability to play chariots of fire. <laughs> we love it. <laughs> party. And we've discussed ice castles, and you guys haven't seen it. Where Lynn Holly Johnson goes blind while ice skating, but someday. Like I feel like everyone who I've ever heard talk about ice castles is gay or has gay sensibilities, or has a lot of friends who are gay. I think the majority of... Or are women. I guess they exist. Too. Ice skating fans are women and gay <laughs> <men>. <laughs> That's true. So, I'm an and drama, and Robbie Benson. For sure. The Beast. What was that? Brian Boitano? <laughs> Gosh, I only knew him from that wacky performance he did with glasses. And when I was younger, I was obsessed with glasses. I was like, all I want are glasses and braces. Got my <gasps> wish on half of them. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, oh my God, he looks so good. And then when he didn't have glasses on, I was like, who the fuck is this dumpster fire? Like, bring back the cute nerd. I also wanted glasses and braces and I had glasses. And so I, I found like this plant metal wire thing and made a really cool looking retainer out of it. And I wore it all the time, even though I didn't need it. And then my sister borrowed it to go to a party. And guess what? She left it there because she had her boy in her mouth and some some boy's tongue was in her mouth. She removed <laughs> said fake retainer that I made and left it at the party. And I've not gotten over oh, it. Yet. Oh my god! Okay, so you and your sister both thought fake retainer height of class. <laughs> we knew it was and cool. Sexy, and you had money. Sexy. You get your teeth fixed. <laughs> and then. Some dude found that attractive enough that she had to remove the retainer because he was like, wow, is that some high-class orthodontry? Obviously, it worked. So I don't know why you're mocking it. It got her some play. So good for you, Rev. Sorry I lost my retainer, but... <laughs> what even is that word? Orthodontistry? Orthodontry? Orthodontia? Orthodontia. Fake retainer. So, on this week of Drag Race, we have all the queens making over. Drag Race super fans like ourselves, except they're all women and not like Crystal Method, Trixie Mattel, Katya. I'm a biological woman, like as far as we know, women. Not that biology has anything to do with your gender. <sighs> Brutal. <laughs> we got there, didn't we? <laughs> 
Anyway, so all the queens make over these super fans who thought they were just going to be guest stars in a musical performance or who knows what, but are actually features on the main stage and are getting dressed and dragged by their drag sisters. And it's a super cute moment. And Jada Hall, who had such an up week last week after all of us literally forgot about her for the entirety of the series, comes in strong again and pairs all the queens with people she actually thinks that they can pair well with which was super cute. At least that's how she justified it. Who knows how that happened. But as she explained later in one of her confessionals, she thought this was like a super cute opportunity and the fans are the reason that they have any potential for success or any potential for a career and she really wanted them to have a lovely moment. And a lot of the cutaways, it seemed like she was genuinely bonding with these uh, with these women. So that was super sweet and we got to learn a little bit more about the soaring star Jada Essence Hall who's been in a relationship for 12 years. Oh my God. <laughs> In gay years, that's insane. Miss Cracker was talking about this on her review with a Jew. You multiply everything by three for gay years, which I feel like is a very low integer. I feel like it should be multiplied by five. So for a heterosexual relationship, that is 36 years they've been together, which is insane. Now, I am glad she turned it around because at first she was really mean to her drag daughter and made her put on some shoes that I don't (laughs) think fit and made her keep marching back and forth. And if you've watched, if you're a Drag Race super fan, which all three of us are, you know that you want the plastic shoes that stretch the first time you wear them because Rue told you to wear those. They're really great if you're not used to it and they breathe as they get warmer, the plastic stretches. So why she put her in that evil high white heel that she didn't even end up wearing in the challenge. Then she's like, my feet hurt. She's like, well, keep stomping. (laughs) No. Yeah. But I feel like that was just like misdirection. Like Jada Essence Hall did in the challenge where she was just like, look over there, editors. I'm going to make it seem like I'm a bitch to my queen. And then lo and behold, we had a great connection and won. Yeah, okay, as super fans, though, I mean, I, I don't know. I think I would probably be like, mm, I, don't, I don't think so. I'm going to go sit <laughs> yeah. outside. I, know. I don't know. be hard. Would uh, you yeah. guys be up for it? I mean, really be up for it. Those heels are the whole challenge. The whole thing. Having to the like, whole thing, yes. Would you? But I I'm more bucket list item heels. for Emma. <laughs> Well, you're, wait, widow's gone. You can't wear the little kitten pump. Sorry. But the, like, the, the, the ones that Jackie boots? or what was it, little snacky was wearing those. <laughs> 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 I didn't just need not like a pinpoint stiletto. I need a little bit more of a platform. I'd be like, give me a door Delano. Can we wear some combat boots? I have combat <laughs> boots. Yeah, I would, um, I don't know if I, I would not have been in the right headspace if I thought I was just going to be in the audience. I'd be like, oh my God. And they were like, you're on the main stage. I'd be like, this is a lot of information to process. <laughs> I would probably just like walk right out and be like, ah! okay. Nick and I, I did love Jan at the planet. <laughs> yeah, I know. And sort of consider it. Um, it's like Trixie Mattel and her entrance to celebrity drag race, where it's just like shift weight, pivot and pose. And it's like <laughs> scream internally, panic and leave. leave. <laughs> um, but I did love Jan at the planet and she was sweet. And I, you know, She's my favorite Jan so far this season. And one episode, Jan at the Planet did amazing. And adore dig, her. Dig, dig. Dig, dig, dig. Shade. But the people who had the most difficulty were... I mean, Heidi had a lot of difficulty. The outfit that she borrowed that was the saddest thing. The makeup was amazing. Someone must have helped her. I thought her makeup <laughs> looked gorgeous. The Donna yeah. Summer makeup yeah. that she did on her. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. I love Heidi. I don't get it. He says you have to have a family resemblance. She's like, right. We're just going to be two totally different people. No. Yeah. And that outfit was like awful. 
It was, yeah. it was really sad. It was a terrible. It did genuinely feel like, because obviously they know at least some part of the challenge. They know that they're going to have to have a drag sister. There've been makeover challenges. So they come packed with these outfits and you have to assume that Heidi just didn't prepare for the possibility of having a bigger model. And that's my theory as to why she had to borrow something from someone else. Cause everyone else had cohesive looks and Heidi just probably wasn't ready for someone who wasn't a sample size, which is like, you need to be prepared for whatever body type. You Jada have. made her outfits. She made both of those outfits. Well, she made those at home. I think. I don't know. As Bob the Drag Queen says, we all know there's a big old fabric wall right there. You know what I mean? She could have yeah. made her something. And she's like, well, I was it's too shown. busy getting to know her. Well, talk while you so. Exactly. I love her, I assume- but I was not happy for that woman because no. that is not a moment to be celebrated. But her makeup was gorgeous. She looked stunning. And especially since she had the most powerful backs. I mean, all of them were lovely. And all of them had some sort of connection with drag that really brought them joy, which was super special to hear about. But that woman, just with how she never even showed her legs since eighth grade because she felt so uncomfortable and to have this super awakening moment in her favorite joyful place and to, I don't know, have her outfit sort of be an afterthought. It was was disappointing. It was very disappointing. I did appreciate that Heidi on the runway didn't make any super big excuses and she was just like you're right you're right i mean she did sort of like was like well i was trying to get to know her and i was like okay well you could have gotten to know her and been like hey cut out this pattern but um i or do appreciate the millionaires like Gigi good and you and her mom make giant swing coats that would fit anybody yeah i mean i feel like daisy ridley who i did enjoy as a guest star um oh my because God, her skin was so tight i was like she, wow she looks stunning yeah she's gorgeous she's just like yeah, she's got like the the Croydon hair lift they call it in the UK, where you pull your hair back so tightly that it sort of gives you a facelift. Yeah, at some point that stops working. Just FYI, then you get okay. Botox. But anyway, yeah, she's gorgeous. She was super sweet. Super glad to be there. Who would you have wanted to be your drag mother if they if we got to go? You have to pick from the people that are there now. Um, I do. I I think. Crystal Method was such a treat and such a blast. Oh my gosh. And she said great energy. And but when you were <laughs> Yes, when she painted her yellow before we had any idea what was going on, I was like, you know, this woman yeah. is so excited to be here and you're gonna make her look like a freak. I was yeah. and then when they came out, I was like, oh my God, I Yeah. Well, that's why I feel like they were paired with the appropriate people. Crazy good. So, yeah, it was so good because if someone else was taking that and it wasn't Opal Method, they would have probably freaked out and been like, I love this style of drag and this isn't necessarily my style of drag and this was supposed to be a big moment for me and now I'm in my head because I'm not like the pretty fishy woman that I anticipated and I'm this character. But Opal was just like, yes, high drag at its finest, amazing, Bert and Ernie, reimagined, let's get married. So cute. But and I they were the most was- fashionable outfits that crystal has yes. brought period but no i also would be like they're gonna make me look really pretty i'm gonna be this skinny legend fishy woman yeah and then you'd be like no you're a clown i'd be like okay <laughs> i'm kind of a clown in real life already so you know i i would have been disappointed but i mean then they ended up looking so good you're just like yeah well I think I was, was she should have like, won she was robbed she should call no, stabler and benson she's been robbed because <laughs> they handle b and e's now too <laughs> I know lingo. I know some my, lingo. Uh, <laughs> Law and Order ringtone for you because I will. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, she was absolutely right. I like Jada did great. Jada looked good, and Jada would probably be my second choice of like queens I would want to make me over, um, oh. just because she 
she made it look so good. Like that's that's lovely drag. Um, it's all great, but Crystal definitely should have won that. And it's insane that Crystal hasn't won any so far. And it is surprising that Jada, just because I've sort of dismissed her as an afterthought for much of the season um, without even knowing it, um, has won three challenges. Same as Gigi, and then Jackie and Heidi. Well, Jackie's won zero. Heidi's actually won one. Um, and Crystal's Sherry won Pies zero. Sherry Pie's won one or two, right? It, Sherry Pie's won two, unfortunately. Yeah. But you know what? The makeup jobs she did on Janet the Planet, unbelievable. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like from, gosh. Un, I mean, unbelievable. I didn't yeah. realize her makeup was that signature kind of like Trixie that you could just put it on anybody. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah. man, when she came out, I was like, which one is which? Thank God Janet's so damn tall. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It was it was tough to watch that because I was like, damn, this is good. This yeah. is some good shit right here. It's like in Bridesmaid when she's drinking that like iced tea or whatever on her way up and she's like, damn, this is, this is fresh. Some good shit. <laughs> Fucking damn it. Damn it. Um, so I thought Jackie did a fine job. I mean, they had the same hair. Her name I was do- cute. Little Snacky Cucks. That was super. I do think this season of Queens is just really good. I think Jackie is one note though. In the um, lip sync for your life, I was not in, like I, all that into it. Oh no, I fucking hated it. Like I got the sort of like Gilda Radner comedy bit, but like only because she explained it specifically. And still, <laughs> I was just like, um, girl, that's not what the song is. That's not. Oh, oh, honey. Oh honey. oh honey, no! Oh honey! Oh honey! And then I mean, the lip syncs this season have been trash. But I thought Heidi was pretty good. I was actually into she it. She good. changed yeah. it when she played the bongos. I was alive. I was like <laughs> that guy at the party at Coachella. Like, yes, play the bongos, girl. Play them. <laughs> what song did they lip sync to again? Kill the lights, the seventies version of Kill the lights and oh, look that's right. right at so me. Like I knew it. Close your eyes, I can see you by the way that I feel. Yeah, <laughs> but it was done by um. Alex Newell. Who's that? Um, <laughs> I don't know how they identify, but they were on Glee. Oh. Um, and that they did a performance at the Independent Spirit Awards that I made you all watch as an ode to Laura Dern. Oh, I thought it so. was like a 70s. Oh, it's Alex from Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. They, they, they refer to themselves as he. He okay. can sing. Sang. He like such an amazing singer. He is so Oh good. my god. So then oh I did have a uh, like I'm not too much of a conspiracy theorist, but do you think that they were gonna do a double save no matter what this week since the super fans were there? Because think how heartbroken they would yes. be as a super fan hundred percent if their best Judy had to go home because of them. No. I mean, they have eliminated them before in this. It's never been super fans, though. Like, I'm sure that the crew members were upset that their person got kicked off or their dad or that creepy older man from the vets. Well, they had that thing where it's like they had super fans' husbands get remade. Yeah, that was a terrible, terrible, terrible. What about the ones where they were marrying each other? Yeah. Yeah. That's what it was. And they did the the men as brides, and that guy was like, I don't want to do this. Yes. And he he fainted. (laughs) Yeah, and threw up. God, that was terrible. That's yeah. hard to watch. So, so that's what I'm one. saying. It's a, it might be a conspiracy theory. It might not because they have kicked people off before. But I feel like little Snacky Cox would have been really bad. And yeah. um, whatever no, Heidi's like, Opal would be I feel like they've been the rest of her yeah. life. way better um, double Shantae you stay moments than this one. But yeah, it felt like it was coming. Yeah. Does that mean double elimination next week? Dun, dun, dun. Oh, shit. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. It's like not every season do we get a double Shantae you stay. Correct. Although we're seeing it 
more and more, I feel like. Because it's such a moment. Well, we've already had two extra episodes from the beginning because nobody got kicked off. And then this is like an extra episode because nobody gets kicked off again. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, <laughs> Who do you think was the best double Shante you stay? Uh, my brain is not holding that information of any kind. Do you have, did you just look them up on the internet and now you're acting real smart or something? 100%. Yeah. Okay, go for it then. <laughs> I have it. I have it right here. All right. Thought so. I do not. Okay. So season three, Carmen Carrera versus Yara Sofia. They both stayed. I think they lip sync to like uh, Mickey. The, yes, in oh, Spanish. Mickey, but in Spanish, in yeah. See, um, Fifi O'Hara and Sharon Needles. I mean, it wasn't. Sh- there was just like get rid of William, Willem, <laughs> get rid of William. Right. Um, Juju B and Raven and All Stars One. <laughs> Alyssa. <laughs> Another oh, Alyssa and Tatiana, obviously. Alyssa and Tatiana, right? Yeah. Obviously, to shut up and drive. So good. So fucking good. Yeah. There was that also Alyssa Edwards and Roxy. Who? Roxy Andrews, she's and here to make it clear, and uh, Alyssa Edwards, when they did whip my hair. Oh, that was a good one too. Better the Crime and Darian Lake, nah. <sighs> Cynthia Lee Fontaine and Pheromone. Was that? That's because Eureka had to leave, right? Because of know. her knee. Um, Better the Crime and Cuckoo. Yeah. Oh fucking! I hate Cynthia Lee Fontaine. I'm sorry. She had cancer. Uh, she had cancer. Yes. Oh no. We can't hate people. With this. And then there was uh, Eureka and Cameron Michaels both stayed in season ten. Both <laughs> could have gone home, and I would. They both should have gone home. I know, same. I mean, what's it called? It's called misophonia when you have the sound thing. What's misophonia. it called? What's it called when there's a drag queen who, anytime they start lip syncing, you just want to kill yourself? Because I have that. Eureka with O'Hara. What? <laughs> I feel like we both hate different people in that. Oh my god, Cameron Michaels. Nope. Nope. You don't love that. I know, right? That. She's got her two hair whips. She didn't even have a reveal. She held her jacket closed with her hand. I know. During the finale. I know. While our beautiful giant elephant queen had 17 reveals, she's pumping her pussy across the stage. Here comes teeny tiny little Aquaria. I know. Aquaria is just like. Oh my god! <laughs> Trying to do the Janet Jackson control, it was amazing. Yeah, <laughs> you should never have three people lips and get ones. I can't pay attention. I do not. No, I like hate crack it. Baby. I'm like, what am I watching? The more I watch the old seasons, I still like the people I liked the best, the best. But then I tend to like people more, you know, because <laughs> I've watched season seven so many times. I just love everybody there, and six and eight, Which is, and love them. Most people hate season seven. Most people are just like Katya is the only reason to watch. That is their problem. I love me some Pearl. <laughs> I mean, if I find joy, I'm going to watch it as many times as I can. Yeah. Uh, oh, my God. Just to see Trixie come out as a Siamese twin and go, good evening, think with the panel of judges. I'll watch it all day long. <laughs> so funny. Pearl and her terrible lip syncing. Oh, my God. Ginger. Oh, oh my God. It's amazing. <laughs> I, I do love me some Katya. I love fame. I love all of them. Like, season seven makes me happy. And Katya's talking heads in that six are the best. Oh, my God. They're so good. <laughs> They're so, oh, they're all here. When can I blow them? Oh, I can't say that. Okay. I have a big crush on boy Katya, on Brian. Uh-huh. I love him so much. Love, 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 love. That is, I I don't necessarily know that I have a type, but if I do, it's it's that. Just meth like, heads who are funny and skinny. Skinny and, meth heads, yeah. Yes, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, right? Overeducated. Like, yeah, funny, super smart, um, self-deprecating. And could do the full splits without even app work like me and uh, Emma are doing our splits app every week. Are um, you trying to say that I haven't been doing my homework? 
Well, we all know that <laughs> you're a liar now. And <laughs> last week you said you'd done like a minute and a half worth of working out. So I danced in my room to Boss Bitch by Doja Cat for like an hour. <laughs> and that was my exercise. That's a lot. Night. That counts. Okay. So let's see. So what, how many gemstones are we giving this week's episode of Drag Race? I enjoyed it. I, um, I give it like 85. Hmm. Okay. I'm going to go like 83. Yeah. I, I'm not a bloodthirsty person, but I'm ready to thin the herd. Let's get rid of Jackie Cox or something, you know, well, Jackie Cox. Yeah. Because <laughs> after Jackie Cox, it's going to be somebody that's really going to make me sad unless it's cheesy or um, cherry pie. And we know it's not them. So yeah. once we get rid of Jackie, well, unless she has only a officially know that Sherry Pie is making it to the t- final four, but I guess we kind of know that Gigi's going to make it. Too. She's going to have to pull something different next week. I think yeah. if for some reason it's a challenge where Jackie Cox soars and Gigi doesn't, I don't think they're, she's not Aquaria. No. Aquaria changed up her silhouettes. She was forward thinking. Gigi's shown a lot of beautiful things with kind of all the same thing. But anyway, I wouldn't be sad if Gigi went home or Sherry or Jackie, but I'm guessing Heidi is probably going. Yeah. And then Jada, we think is a lock and that's it. That's six people. So. Dun, dun, yeah. dun. Dun. Well, Crystal, Crystal, we're assuming makes oh, it. Oh yes. Crystal. Yeah. You got to love her. I love Crystal so much. I mean, she really did get robbed this week. You guys, she, she did. She won a hundred percent. It was fashion. It was beautiful. It was her own thing, but it wasn't it the was same fashion. thing. It was fashion. It was. I loved was her dress that she... Fashion. She looked, whoever made those outfits did not make that American yeah. Stars and Stripes outfit. No one is picking up on me doing Peppermint and Bob at the pit stop where Peppermint was like, it was fashion. And it was... Oh, and she burps and was like, excuse me, it was fashion. Have you not, not seen it? I thought you were uh, doing Julie like a second after Julie had done Julie. And I just was wondering why you were <laughs> talking over I thought Julie you were as doing Julie. <laughs> Milk's fashion. Have you, not, have you not seen the peppermint thing where she's just like, it's fashion. It's fashion. It's so funny. I'll link it to you guys later. <laughs> what a gift. <laughs> the podcast ends at its begins with Nick as a gift from the universe. <laughs> and Emma, obviously. Thank and Frank you. and Phil. Our cute little team. So next week, puppets. Oh, I'm going to try and keep my <laughs> expectations low because I'm so excited. I can't even tell you. <laughs> Jokes, 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 jokes. Is there anything we should be watching? Because you were right on the money with Never Have I Ever. I know, but so right delightful. off the money with Thutha, the worst show in the history of Thutha world. Good You've God. had more wins than I have. Obviously. So. Okay. Well, and much older. Words um, there's a new Ryan Murphy show called Hollywood on Netflix. Getting yeah. reviews. I the watched his last it, thing. Go ahead. No, I just I watched his last thing um with uh Platt, that Platt guy. Evan Platt, something Platt. Ben Platt. Broadway pro- ben, ben Platt. Mm-hmm. Ben Platt. I like the producers. You didn't like that? The politician. Yeah, that's what um, I said. The politician. <laughs> the producers I did enjoy um as a movie. I like Nathan Nathan Lane. Um but yeah, I mean it was it was fine. I don't, I'm not I'm not a huge Ryan Murphy fan. No, me either. So I don't know. But there's a movie called The Half of It, which we may or may not have talked about. It's sort of like a modern day Cyrano de Bergerac, it looks like, where like a nerdy girl is helping this hot but not very eloquent guy to help him court this girl that he's in love with. But it turns out the girl is also in love with the girl and kind of having to hide her 
itself. So it could be really cool or it might be awful. Mm -hmm. That looks good. Did you guys watch season one of dead to me with Christina Applegate and Linda Cardarelli Cardellini dead to me. Season two comes out on May 9th. That's exciting. Oh wow! So that's right around the corner. It starts on Friday. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. I just, I watched one episode. I'm nothing to this. Continue. It ended up being really good. Yeah. I loved it. So those are my recommendations for the week. That's all I, that's all I know about from my friends at Netflix. (laughs) Takes All Over the Place is a project of Team Takes, a.k.a. Nick Cotter, Julie Sunderland, and Emma Cotter. With the invaluable sound editing help from Phil Cotter and... Frank! (laughs) The awesome toenails on the wood floor from Frank! (laughs) We love you, Frank. I love that you just. I worked on it for like hours and made it like super perfect. And I was like, yeah. I'm like, this retainer looks so real. So good. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs>